I'm Jordy. And I'm Juliet. And this is Diaper Baggage, a podcast that shows you how to get rid of the mom guilt. On this week's episode, we chat about dining out with little ones and the shit, literally, Juliet Googled this week. Plus, the new makeup Jordy bought for her five minute beauty routine. So, well, second episode. Woohoo! We made it. We did it. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually a really good activity to do because it's freaking hot outside. It is miserable outside. I literally just feel wet all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just I've given up on even remotely trying to do my hair. Like even a ponytail looks gross. No, everything's gross and I don't know, I just feel so shiny and my skin's breaking out and I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I like summer way better than I like any other season, but Really? I do. I'm a fall girl. I don't like wearing pants and I don't like wearing socks. <laughs> so, for me, summer's great cuz I lit- I mean, I'm literally in the same striped dress that I put on like 75% of every every morning. <laughs> and um it's great, but you know, yesterday it was like unsafe weather conditions for sensitive groups and it was over 90 degrees and I just got stuck inside all day and it was very claustrophobic and I got a lot of cabin fever. I actually, so yesterday I took some time for myself. Um, my little sister had gotten me a massage for my birthday that I finally used. After my massage, I'm just going to take the evening to myself and Ross was going to come home early and watch the baby and take over from the nanny. It was so hot outside that I was like wandering around trying to find things to do. And all I wanted to do was like, just be home and in the air conditioning. <laughs> well, so much for my like love, like night wandering around the city by myself. I ended like getting takeout like Whole Foods and back at the yeah. apartment but it, it's it's yes it's nice to be able to be outside but even with like the kids they can only be outside for so long too so they're getting cabin fever I feel like Wilder is just like running all over the place and like bouncing off the walls and has bruises all over his head because of it exactly I mean I think the days that I have alone with Avi while it's great to have one-on-one time with her when it's a situation like this where literally we couldn't even go outside like I didn't even want to walk to Barnes and Noble which is like her jam because it was so hot out that I didn't even want to be outside so we just got stuck in her room you know putting Spotify on and just dancing around and it's like oh my god it's 4 30 and she's not gonna go to bed for at least another three hours what am I gonna do for the next this is the longest hours. three hours of my life um but you know I think it's tricky for us too because we work from home mm-hmm. sometimes I mean sometimes we work from other places but neither of us goes into an office to mm-hmm. get our work done and it just sort of adds this whole other layer of cabin fever when you can't leave when you're not working, and then when you are working, you're still stuck inside. So I feel like, you know, there's all these pop-ups, and some of them are pretty terrible, but they all seem to be pretty Instagram-focused. Hmm. I just brought my teenage niece and her friend Juan in Williamsburg over the weekend, but somebody needs to do one where it's just cold. Like, Ooh. I don't even really care if it's branded or if it's done well or not, but it just needs to be, like, 50 degrees in there, and people can just go in and sit. And have, like, iced drinks of varying kinds. Yes. Yes. And like maybe like a manicure or something station. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Or, and maybe you could put your feet, oh, if it was like a pedicure station, you could put your feet in like cold water oh. or something. Maybe we're onto something. I think this is our billion dollar idea. Perhaps, but it only works a few times a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, or unless we move to like warm places. Exactly. We can open it in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> let's just, Solid. let's go big. We'll we're going to, we're going to actually end the podcast right now, guys. <laughs> we've got a business to plan. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We Googled. So Juliet, Jordy, <laughs> you have um, a literal shit we Googled this week. Can you uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about what's uh, going on in your life that you had to, to Google such matters? I, I will. So 
I have been potty training Avi for quite some time. And one of the things that would make my life easier is for her to be totally out of diapers and independently doing her business on her own, right? It's in terms of just freeing up my time and my mental headspace. That would be great. So we were working on this for a while. So potty training really takes up that much like time and headspace. I'm, I'm clearly, I'm, I'm nowhere near there yet, but I'm preparing myself. I think it depends on the kid. I have some friends whose kids managed to do it in a weekend and I hate them. Uh, we've, we've had a really long, arduous journey with this and we're not done yet. Um, but very long story short, I, I tried to just take away diapers completely two days ago in the hopes that that would finally get her to poop on the potty instead of waiting for a diaper, which we give her at nap or at, at bedtime. Um, so that backfired spectacularly. <laughs> She's just been holding in her poop for, four, and we're now going on 48 hours. Um, so what I Googled <laughs> today is literal shit. It, it was <laughs> how long can you hold in your poop before it really becomes an, an issue, issue, right? And hey, you know what, guys? This goes for adults, too. This is important information for anyone. Um, The answers vary, and I guess some people only poop a few times a week, and that's just how their body works. But for Avi, who generally poops twice a day and had 10 dumplings last night, uh, I knew that 10 dumplings is impressive for an adult. I know, right? She she can really chow down when she likes the food. So um, generally, it seems the rule is if it's more than three days, like, get something to happen. Um, it's been two days, but I, in addition to Googling, I actually went ahead and called my pediatrician because I didn't want to screw up anything with her delicate digestive system. And, and she said, you know, you kind of need to capitulate and admit defeat, give her a diaper, let her poop in the diaper. This is an extremely common problem with toddlers. And according to our pediatrician, who I trust very much, she will eventually just wake up one day and, and be ready to do it. I am skeptical, but everyone who has older children is like, they're never wearing diapers when they go to college. Uh, yes, like, that's what my mother Yeah, that's what everybody says. says. Like, okay, cool, but that's really far from now. So <laughs> I need something else, a little closer. closer. Like somewhere between 3 and 18 right. would be nice. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. It's exhausting. And I hope Wilder has an easier time of it. I think he will. I think, honestly, almost every other kid has. So, um, how do you handle like, the the stress of that? You I mean, know, it's something that you thought was going to be done a long time ago, exactly, and it is still ongoing. It is. It really is. Um, it's it is. It's really frustrating. I honestly think think uh, I honestly think this and breastfeeding have been the two most time consuming and mentally consuming aspects mm. of motherhood that I've had to deal with because she was a really good sleeper, mm-hmm. um, and she's a good eater. Um, and yeah, it is really exhausting. And I think it's sort of a one day at a time situation. And, and sometimes we have really good weeks where she's, you know, basically going pee by herself and she's really proud of herself. And then there's just other times where she just clearly doesn't give, give a, a shit. shit. <laughs> and, and, you know, she's involved in whatever she's doing and she just totally pees her pants. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. But I think it's a reminder though that. There's everyone has different problems. Mm-hmm. Like while you may be like, oh, I'm so jealous of this kid who sleeps through the night. They could be having a different problem, and you just don't know because you're not always necessarily talking about 
the things that are bothering us all the time or that 100%. we're dealing with on a daily basis. I feel like a lot of times I'll reach out to a mom friend and be like, you know, Wilder's been waking up at 5 a.m. every day. Like, you know, how do you deal with it? Like, oh, my kid's been going through the same thing. It's just like you don't necessarily yeah. know that because you're not always having those conversations. Or it's like, well, I'm not dealing with that. My kid's sleeping fine, but he refuses to eat. Yeah. You know, I'm having a really hard time feeding. So I feel like it's just a good reminder that like everyone at some point is going through something and that like no kid is perfect. Right. And I think also every parent ends up develop or devoting a lot of mental energy to this. But at the end of the day, it is a finite period, whatever it might be, whether it's a newborn problem or a toddler problem. And and if you can find a way to sort of mentally separate those things and realize, like, yes, this is annoying, but it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to run my entire life, and I can focus on other things as well. That That's sort of the best attitude you can have Absolutely. going into it. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a, just a good reminder. And I feel like when I have someone like you or another friend remind me of that, it can take the pressure off at least for a little while. Totally. And kind of remind you like, okay, I don't need to be staring at my monitor every time and like writing down how long every nap was and how much he ate at every feeding or whatever it was. And it's just a good reminder to be like, right, mm-hmm. like this is going to change in a few weeks. Exactly. This won't last this you way know, forever. And both of us, I think, can be type A in the sense that we are both planners, you know, like we like to make our schedules and, and have very set times for how our day rolls out and kids really throw a wrench into that. So it's been a very good reminder. I think just that not everything is going to go the way you want it to. And, and you can move on and you reassess and you, and you figure it out. (laughs) And it's also okay to be frustrated. Yes. I feel like a lot of times I would beat myself up for being like, why am I so obsessed with this? And why am I getting so upset about this when I'm supposed to feel like it's just a phase, everything, you know, change is the only constant and I'm not feeling that way in the moment. But I think the more times that I sort of honored that I'm really freaking frustrated by what's happening right now, the easier it was for me to get to that place. So just a good reminder. Absolutely. She will poop in the potty. Yes. (laughs) As God is my witness. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag not an ad. So for this week's hashtag not an ad, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking beauty. Yeah. And Jordy, you have just come up with a new awesome sort of in and out five minute beauty routine. Yeah. So I'm one of those people, I'm terrible with doing my own makeup. I'm terrible with doing my own hair. I like never, ever got that like quote unquote girl gene. Like I just have <laughs> never been good. I don't, my little sister like comes out and she's like perfectly contoured every single morning for work. And I just, I've never been able to do it, but you know, I especially have less time now to kind of devote. So like, I can't spend hours watching YouTube videos to learn how to like get Kim Kardashian's nose by using makeup. Um, so I really wanted to find just like an easy makeup routine five minutes that I could do super fast and I can walk out the door and like feel good about myself. So I kind of went on a hunt for just like a few simple products that I could carry around with me or, you know, use in the bathroom in the morning. And I went to did a little digging around and came up with this great little routine. Ooh, tell me about it. So I start with Laura Mercier tinted moisturizer, which is great because it adds that sort of hint of coverage that I need on my face. 
has sunscreen in it. Very important. Which is very important. So I feel like it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. I'm not worrying about like foundation and then powder and all this, you know, it's just like one thing. It gives me a hint of color, gives me enough coverage that I need. If I really have some other spots, maybe I'll grab another concealer or something mm-hmm. and like cover up those little spots. But for the most part, it just like gives me that like glow, covers up if I've been tired from the <laughs> night before. Which is always. Which is always. <laughs> um, so I start with that and obviously it gives me the sunblock coverage. Then, so this is new in my life because I've never used highlighter or anything Ooh. before. So I went with Marc Jacobs Dew Drops. I put a little bit on my cheekbones, a little bit on the tip of my nose, and I actually also kind of use it as uh, eyeshadow because it kind of has like a shimmer Ooh. to it the way like a highlighter does. And I just dab that on and it kind of just like brightens up my face a little bit. So if my skin's looking dull or whatever, opens up my eyes and... I don't, probably don't use it the exact way a highlighter is supposed to be used. Whatever. If it, it makes you, you look like, gorgeous, then who cares? <laughs> it gives you that like dewy look um, and kind of opens up my eyes a little bit and it cuts out using an eyeshadow. Then I got Anastasia Clear Brow Gel. And basically I kind of like... She's br- a brow goddess. She is. I just like brush out my eyebrows a little bit, kind of get them in place the way I want them, put this clear gel in, and it kind of keeps them looking, you know... Perky and however <laughs> structured, whatever, however you would describe eyebrows. And it just adds like a little hint of something that kind of, again, brightens up my eyes if I'm looking tired. And then I top it off with um, IT Superhero Mascara. I don't, is it IT? IT? I think it's IT. IT? I don't know. IT, it Cosmetics. See, this is what I don't know. And it, it, it Cosmetics. <laughs> see, I don't know anything. Um, makes them look like I have Ooh. like eyelash extensions and and it wipes off really clean at the end of the night. So that's basically my little routine. I also will use, I didn't buy these products new, but I've always used Bobbi Brown's Nectar Blush and a little bit of Clinique uh, Chubby Stick in, what color do I use? Super Strawberry. And that's it. Five minutes, I'm out the door, and I look at least presentable. But you look well-rested. I look rested. I look presentable. Exactly. I'm going to put on our Instagram account at Diaper Baggage exactly how I go through this routine and do it kind of in live time. So I thought maybe I could do like an Instagram video and then save it on our profile. So if anyone wants to see, and we'll link to the beauty products so everyone can... Yes. If you guys aren't already following us, we have an Instagram account. It's at Diaper Baggage. Um, And we are posting about topics that we've discussed and products that we like and um, you can see the tattoo that we talked about in our last episode (laughs) on there um and yeah we link to the products and anything else that's kind of going on in our lives and also feel free to uh, follow our personal account so i'm at well traveler and i'm at juliet Ezon. um and you can always dm us if you have questions on anything and we will definitely take uh listener suggestions if there's topics that you guys are interested in hearing about Absolutely. So hashtag down and add. Those are my products for the week. Love them. So we want to talk about something that we both love and that Juliet writes a lot about, uh, and that's food. It really is probably one of our favorite topics. Yeah. I mean, I love eating. (laughs) I I do it every day. I still remember. So when we were both working at Bauer Publishing in New Jersey, um, you had printed out the list from Eater. I did? The Eater 38 list. And you had it up in your cubicle. And it was like, all right, here's, here are some places that you know, wow, I should keep in mind. Wow, I didn't remember doing yeah. that. So that's why you liked me. Yeah, totally. You're yeah. like, okay, she likes food. <laughs> I guess we can be friends. I mean, we kind of bonded over our love of truffles. 
Well, our first meal ever together was at the Waverly Inn. <gasps> You're right. And we had the truffle mac and cheese. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's still so good. It is really good. Later. So that was our first meal. But now our meals look a little different these days. They do. Um, and I think one of the things that was important to me when I had a kid, especially when she started eating solids, was that because I love to eat so much and, and my travel revolves around eating and I love to cook, that I was really worried that I was going to have a picky eater. Mm. And I was talking to my sister earlier this week and she was like, I would love for you to talk about how you handle food with your kid and and food while you travel because uh, she was saying my niece and nephew uh, can be somewhat picky eaters. So she's like, I think it would be interesting to know how you manage to raise a kid who's, who's pretty good about eating a lot of different things. I mean, she's still three. There's definitely... Certain preferences. She loves her mac and cheese. and But so do we. Yeah, so do we. It's true. Um, but I, I think in terms of how it relates to our topic of getting rid of the mom guilt, mm-hmm. right, is that for me, I e- eating out or cooking or traveling was always really important to me. And so I wanted to make sure that I was doing whatever I could to raise a kid who would be able to sort of go with the flow Mm -hmm. with that sort of thing. Um, And I've seen Avi at restaurants, and she's very well-behaved. Well, thank you. I try. I mean, she has her moments. But I think I have really made an effort ever since she was pretty small to bring her out to Mm -hmm. restaurants um, as soon as she got her vaccines because she was a winter baby, so we didn't really have that luxury (laughs) of eating outside. Um, and, And then when she did start eating purees, like I would pretty much just mash up whatever I was eating Mm. um, and give it to her. And then I read Bringing Up Bebe, like so many of us Mm -hmm. did. And and I I thought that the French way of doing things where the kids don't really ever have a children's menu when they go out to Mm -hmm. eat and when they're eating at home with their parents, it's one meal that's served, right? The mom or the dad isn't making a separate meal for every kid because somebody doesn't like leeks and somebody else doesn't like salmon. Somebody else only eats bread or whatever. It's like, no, this is this is your dinner. Mm-hmm. Eat as much or as little as you want, but you're not getting a separate meal. Um, and so I've really tried to live by that philosophy for her. And I think it's mostly working. I mean, I now that she is starting to read, I will give her the menu. Oh, and, that's an interesting And she tip. can kind of order whatever she wants when we're out. And so when we were in Bermuda over Memorial Day, I gave her the menu and she was like, I want octopus. And I was like, okay, sure. And I came out and, you know, we cut it into small pieces for her and she ate it. Wow. And it's so funny because I feel like if that dish had come out, if she hadn't ordered it herself and I've been like, hey, Mm. Avi, eat this tentacle, she would have been like, fuck no, you know? (laughs) But I think because... It was her decision. decision yeah. Um, and I mean, I personally don't like octopus. Mike does. So the two of them chowed down on it. Um, but I think especially at this age. But you didn't have a negative reaction to it, which I think a lot of people do where it's like, yeah. oh, like that's gross. <laughs> like you shouldn't have that because you want that. I'm, I'm just, I mean, Wilder's been eating solids for a few months now, but I'm still very much in the beginning stages of like foods. I mean, he's only 13 months old. Right. So I really try. There's things where I'm like, I hate pickles. I gave him, he wanted to try a pickle the other day. I gave it to him and he loved it. But right. I like really had to make an effort to be like, not to make a gross face or anything like that because I feel like they pick up on it. They totally do. And I, he just like, he loved that pickle. And I was like, okay, I freaking hate pickles. But okay, he loves pickles. Um, that's how I feel about hard boiled eggs. I think they smell like farts. <laughs> I never want them anywhere near me. And she 
loves them. And every time she's eating one, I have to literally hold back my gags. Because I know that if she does see me make some sort of gross face, she'll be like, oh, I don't want to eat that either. Right. So, um, But yeah, I think at, the, at Wilder's age, right, where he is, I mean, he's got some teeth and he's able to, yep. to chow down on mostly everything. It is just, at this age, they are naturally curious. And so the more... he's not, He can't really be a picky eater yet. Yeah. Like, he might not eat something that's in front of him if he takes a bite and doesn't like it. Like... It's not like he has opinions yet. He can't really talk, yeah. you know, and express himself quite yet. So I'm taking advantage to have him just, like, taste a bunch of things. You're so good about bringing Avi out to restaurants. Like, I still... Wilder can maybe sit for 20 minutes if he's in a good mood and hungry and is willing to, like, eat in a high chair at a restaurant. How do you... Are you just realistic? Are you guys only having quick meals? Or how do you go about doing that? Because I feel like that's like beginning toddler stage. It's very hard to keep him in one place for a very long time. You're probably in the worst six months okay. part of it right now. So I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be that mama. Yeah. We're going to go out and have Sunday brunch right. together. And we're going to go eat at the, you know, the Michelin star restaurant. It's like, hell no, I'm not doing that because I'm just going to be miserable the entire time. Right. And it's going to be a waste of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say... There was definitely a period where when we would bring her out to eat, and I guess it was somewhere between like 12 to 18 months, maybe it even started a little earlier, where it was like, we need to get in and get out as fast as humanly possible or she's going to have a total meltdown. Mm -hmm. One of us is going to have to be outside with her while she's freaking out. Um, And that was really tricky. Um, In general, I have always tried to bring a ton of activities for her. I'm not so into iPads at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Just as a personal thing, other people do. It's totally fine. Um, I am trying to basically limit her screen time except when we're traveling so that it becomes like, like a, a, special a, treat. a special treat and really gets her to sit in a seat on an airplane if we're doing a long-haul flight or something. Um, so I... Stickers, I hear. Stickers are great. Um, water wows. What the hell are so water, water wows? So water wows are these reusable... They're made by Melissa and Doug, and they're um, cardboard pieces of paper, and it comes with a little pen that you put water in the pen, Mm -hmm. and you can draw on the picture, and then when it dries, it dries back to white, so you can reuse them. Um, So yeah, starting probably, I guess, around 18 months or something, whenever they can really kind of start to hold a a writing instrument. Um, And not really just put it in their mouth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So those were really helpful and you know now I just bring like a ton of books for her and um that aren't too heavy <laughs> so I can you know like put them in the diaper bag Julie has like the encyclopedia yeah exactly you know what an interesting tip I, ha- I haven't tried it yet but I've I've heard from a few moms that what they do especially if they want to go eat at a restaurant that they're like really excited to eat at they'll call ahead of time place the order and have the food ready when you ah. get there. So as soon as you sit down, the, the whole premise is that your food is sitting there ready for you. You have a hungry baby. The baby's going to eat. You're going to eat at the same time. And that's, I just thought that was like a brilliant, yeah. I have to try it. No, that's a great idea. And I mean, I think um, there's also one of my favorite tools for parents who are foodies is a company called Nibble and Squeak. Have you done one of their meals? I have not. You haven't. Okay. So um, it was started by this wonderful woman named Melissa who loved to eat and wanted to be able to bring her daughter to some of these fancy restaurants mm-hmm. without it seeming like a huge burden. So and getting that eye roll that exactly. you get. So she started it in London, um, and then she moved to New York and, and started in New York. And now it's all over the country. I know they have it in, 
I think Miami and Seattle mm-hmm. and LA. Um, you can go to their website to check it out. It's Nibble and Squeak. Um, but so I actually brought Avi with me to Per Se. Whoa. Three Michelin star place. It was hilarious pandemonium because Nibble and Squeak took over the entire restaurant. So there were literally toddlers climbing the walls. <laughs> Um, and it was fine. It was fine. You know, they it is the service there is so unbelievable, and and they knew what they were getting into. And uh, there was a full tasting menu for the parents, and a slightly truncated one for the kids. And there was a room set up in the back if anybody just couldn't keep their shit together, <laughs> they could go in the back there. There were toys and pillows, and wow. um, it was super fun. And it, you know, Avi and I both got really dressed up for the meal, and it was it was kind of amazing to get to share that with her so and you were able to enjoy the and food, I was uh, able to say. enjoy her food yeah um but obviously that's not the sort of thing you're going to be able to do every night so I would say in general I think my best advice for people who want to be going out with their kids is that practice makes perfect right like you you scope out the restaurants in your neighborhood that are going to be a little bit more child friendly you make sure you're armed with a lot of toys and things for them to do you make sure that their food comes out before yours if they're really hungry and you know have that bread basket ready for them um and I think it's also probably like a mental preparation as well like I know some meals go fantastic with Wilder and he'll sit through the whole time and Ross and I can enjoy like a lovely meal and sometimes he just can't do it like not every meal is going to be Perfect, and you mm-hmm. might one of you might end up sitting there eating alone, and the baby has yep. to, to walk out. And that's happened. We've all been there. It happened many times. That actually happened when we were traveling in Greenville, South Carolina, and Ross ended up having to take Wilder back to the hotel room. And he was like, "You know what? You sit here, you enjoy your pasta, your glass of wine, and come back, and I'll take care of him." And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up enjoying that meal. It wasn't how I initially <laughs> envisioned it. Of course, it would have been great to have all three of us there, but it's not always going to play out that way. And I think it's also important to not go out with the baby, too. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely mm-hmm. plan date nights, plan nights out with friends so you can actually enjoy a meal the way that you used to and not have to worry about bringing all the stuff and, and all that. I think it's uh, it's striking that that balance, um, and there's never balance in motherhood. It's striking that flow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it can never be balanced. Um, and just a good reminder to... Make sure that you are planning those nights out so you don't feel deprived. If there, you, you guys have a, a Thursday date night. We every, do. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost every single Thursday. If, if, if Sometimes you go out with friends like me, and I, I feel lucky. But, <laughs> you know, you guys have, you and Mike have a Thursday date night, and you get that's your kind of opportunity to go and try a new restaurant a lot of times, and it gives you something to look forward to every week. And you know that you're at least going to have, like, one really nice yummy meal every single week. And right. I think that's that's really great. It is. And I think for someone like me who just loves food so much, it's really I look forward to that every week and it's really nice to not only have that time to reconnect with Mike, but yeah, to go to a place that's totally not going to be kid friendly, mm-hmm. that's, you know, only high tops for tables <laughs> or it's only an omakase sushi menu or whatever it is like that and um and and get to still experience that. Yeah. It's all about finding the best of both worlds as much as possible. Absolutely. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of Diaper Baggage.